Welcome to The Multipurpose Room, a podcast helping school organizations and school administrations achieve their goals. Each episode discusses real-life topics that PTAs, PTOs, and school staff are dealing with. Our hosts and guests offer practical tips, learnings, and best practices to achieve their desired outcomes. Here are your hosts, Wesley and Deborah Jones. We are here today dropping a special episode because we wanted to give you the latest from the ground at PTA LegCon. For those of you who don't know what PTA LegCon is, it is the annual advocacy conference for the national PTA. What that means is that PTA leaders from across the nation get together and storm Capitol Hill. This year, the storming was virtual. But the idea is the first day of the conference is spent on educating the PTA leaders about the five priorities of the national PTA, the five advocacy priorities, that is. The next day is spent meeting with members of the legislature. And then there are some recaps in the days that follow. This year's event happened this past week. And for the first time, it was virtual. As a result of being virtual, over 800 PTA leaders and members were in attendance. What a fantastic turnout. In case you didn't get a chance to attend or you want to get better educated on the issues so that you can advocate for our children, this episode will allow you to do that. The PTA has five advocacy priorities for 2021. Ask number one is to make meaningful, robust investments in education in the next COVID relief package. There has been prior relief going to education, COVID relief that is. However, schools are facing unprecedented budget deficits and more investment is needed. Specifically, the PTA wants members to consider funding to reopen schools safely for in-person instruction, ensuring the health of all students and educators, increased support for Title I, dedicated funding for remote learning, additional resources for family engagement and education, and funding for child nutrition. So ask number one is ensuring that the next COVID relief package doesn't forget education and actually prioritizes it. Task number two is to increase funding for the statewide family engagement centers to $20 million in fiscal year 2022. Due to COVID-19, effective engagement between families and their schools and teachers is more challenging, yet more important than ever. The PTA wants to make sure that these programs receive additional funding to ensure families are meaningfully engaged. So for those of you not familiar with SBECs, they are engagement centers run either at schools or at the district level that help to bring schools and families together. Arizona's program was highlighted as a really great program, so you can always look there. But the ask here is for support for a bipartisan program. So there's a program in place that has bipartisan support, but to ensure that that program is providing federal grants to statewide entities in order to promote and implement these aspects. Ask number three is to include schools 
in any comprehensive infrastructure package. The average school building is 44 years old. Now that's the average nationwide. There are many that are much, much older than that. And they have failing systems. They may have mold. They may have dilapidated parts of the building. In addition, due to the pandemic, many schools need funding to update their facilities to meet the new CDC standards. The PTA in this area is specifically asking the legislature to pass the Reopen and Rebuild America School Act of 2021. Ask number four is around improving the school meal program through child nutrition reauthorization and extending the current child nutrition waivers beyond 2021. In light of the pandemic, there were certain child nutrition waivers that have really helped to get meals to children in need. And the PTA is asking that that be extended, those waivers be extended. In addition, the second part of the ask is around child nutrition reauthorization. Over the last few years, the Healthy Hunger Free Kids Act of 2010 has been eroded and it's time to make child nutrition a legislative priority. Ask number five is to support policies which protect all students, including students from historically marginalized populations and communities. Now, when I first heard about when I first heard about this ask, I thought, yes, of course, this is this is a great ask. But what does this mean specifically? I was shocked to find out that the use of restraints and corporal punishment is still fairly prevalent in our schools. In other words, educators in certain areas are allowed to use restraints and or corporal punishment. Now, unfortunately, the use of these methods is typically used more heavily against marginalized populations and communities, whether that's populations of color or populations with special needs. Both are negatively affected by these policies. There are two bills, the Keeping Students Safe Act and the Protecting Our Students in Schools Act, that would limit the use of these forms of restraint and or punishment that the PTA is asking our legislators to pass. So aside from learning a lot more about each of these asks at LegCon, the other major takeaway for me was about advocacy in general. Advocacy is really about giving a voice to those who don't have it. That can mean a lot of different things. It doesn't necessarily mean 800 PTA leaders descending upon Congress, although that's incredible. That's just one component. There are also much smaller steps that you can take in your local community to be an advocate and to advance the PTA's mission of being a voice for every child. In that end of being a voice for every child, taking some action to speak up, even on behalf of one individual, is advocacy. If you're looking to start, here are the main ways that I heard from people at LegCon. The first is if you're a PTA, pick one advocacy issue to focus on. 
It may be one per year. It may be that your one issue lasts you several years, but pick one and make that a priority for your PTA. Once you've selected an issue, put a personal face on that. The theme repeated throughout the conference was share your story. It may not be your individual story, but sharing the story that humanizes that issue. That may be a family in your school. It may be a family that you know from outside your school. It may be something that hit the news more nationally or more locally for you. But it is making that issue real, making people understand and put a face on the impacts of that issue. It's critical. It's something that when you take the issue to your school board, when you take the issue to your state legislators, when you take the issue to your federal legislators, that story is what resonates and what sticks with people. The third thing is to research the issue. And I don't mean like Google the background of the issue itself. What I mean is research and leverage the prior information out there on the issue. You don't have to start from ground zero. Most of the issues in education have unfortunately been around in some way for a long time. There is likely a position paper on it, a policy statement on it, a bill that may have been presented on it. Find that information. The National PTA website and your state PTA website are great places to start for this. But there may also be other nonprofits in your area focused on education issues and going to them is fantastic because they may have the background as well. Decide what you're going to do related to the issue. This may be that you're asking for a change in policy. It may be supporting an existing bill, but be clear about the action that you want to take because that is what you'll be asking others to take with you. The fifth fifth thing is to find the people responsible for making that change that you just identified. This could be at the individual school level. It could be at your school district level. It could be at your state level. It could be at the national level, or it could be a combination thereof. But once you have identified who you need on your side to make the change, follow them on social media. Attend any meetings that they may attend. Attend any meetings that will be discussing the topic. This includes things such as school board meetings, town halls, etc. Set up direct meetings with state or federal legislators. It may be their staff that attends, but either way, making sure that you are getting in front of those people that are responsible for making a change is key to getting that change to happen. Before any of these meetings, remember to prepare. You may be meeting with somebody who is extremely well-informed on the issue. You may be meeting with somebody who hasn't given one second of thought to the issue yet. Both are okay. They're just in different places, and so you will need to share different levels of information. Be ready to give the overview. Be ready to skip the overview. If you're asking somebody to support a bill, make sure you have the bill number and when it will next be discussed handy so that you can help orient them as to when they need to be ready with their support. Make sure in these meetings to share your personal story. I can't reiterate this enough. 
in the recap day when we were talking about how the meetings went and what went really well, PTA leaders shared how bringing students to those meetings goes over really well because it puts a face on the issue. Sharing the personal story. Somebody gave an example of where a, an individual they had a meeting with three years prior when they met with them again, that person actually brought up the story that they shared in that meeting several years prior and said, that really resonated with me. So make sure you share that story in any of those meetings. And then follow up from the meeting. You may have specific follow-up items. For example, a staffer has asked you to send them XYZ document, or it may just be a general follow-up, a thank you for meeting with us, here is where you can find more information. And then schedule some sort of follow-up. You could ask them whether you can check in with them about the issue in the future, or you can just calendar a check-in for yourself where you send them an email or give them a phone call. Either one is fine, but make sure to do that follow-up. Finally, get others on board with you. This isn't necessarily the last thing to do in terms of order. It should probably come somewhere in the middle, but I'm putting it at the end here because it is so important and it involves many of the steps that I just walked through. It's always more powerful if you can have more people supporting the issue, more people in your community, more of the constituents of the legislator you are lobbying is really important in moving the needle. The best way to get others on board is first educate them, then provide them with the tools, and finally ask them to take action. Those position papers or policy statements that I mentioned before that you would gather in your research, share those. Create a one-pager in order to share details of the background, the personal story, and the action. Second, sharing template letters that people can send. Sharing example phone scripts of when they call the school board member or whomever you're asking them to lobby. Sharing that script can really help them be successful. And finally, reiterate what you're asking them to do. Are you asking them to sign a petition? Are you asking them to send a letter? Are you asking them to make a phone call? Whatever it is, make sure that ask is clear and encourage them to do so often. Attending LegCon was inspiring and encouraging. Our education system is incredible, but these five priorities would take it up a level and they make sure that we are advocating for some of the voices that are not often heard. You can get additional detail about the specific days and the issues in our blog. We share both audio and written summaries of the first few days of LegCon. And if you have your own summaries or you have your own experiences that you want to share from LegCon, We'd love to hear them. It was a great conference. I enjoyed myself tremendously. I can't wait to see the impact that those meetings had. And great job to everybody who put it together. I know it took an army, but it was a very successful outcome. So kudos to the National PTA.
Make sure to visit our website at themultipurposeroom.school to subscribe to this show. If you like the topics on this show, we share additional resources on our company blog at k12clothing.com or on Instagram and Facebook at k12clothing.